Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. So we were panicking right before we started recording. Not really panicking, but I think Becca had a moment when she realized that LaterCon, which we talked about last week, is actually happening at, the, at, at today, at day of recording, instead of tomorrow. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's tomorrow, right? So I was like, no, no, Becca, that's today. That's this afternoon. <laughs> okay. Did okay. you actually log in, by the way? I don't know if anybody else was listening or watching. Oh, listening. You're not watching. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you're not watching. If you did uh, sign up for it, then you actually are on Hopin. I don't know if you logged in, Becca, at all on it. I did. I have. I signed up. I got my ticket and I logged in and had a look. So um, that, that's taken care of. <laughs> I just need to remember when to turn up. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be replays, I think i'm gonna but because it just makes sense like everybody's is busy and but it's kind of funny now how like you know these become such good events that you actually want to commit to try and make them kind of to make to to show up and um i was thinking i get in and we're actually going to be working with all marketing school so if you're listening off hello with um air table air meet not air table air meet which is similar to hopping as a premise and it's super interesting because I work with a summit before as well that was another platform that do this kind of like online they facilitate online conferences 
And I'm going to give you one tip, anybody who's listening. If you are joining LaterCon or any sort of kind of these type of online conferences, I took the time to introduce myself, add things in the profile, kind of put my links in. And I even chatted to one lady because I saw her popping in the hello and I thought she was a really good mate. And I think that's what makes these conferences, gives them the edge. If it's, a, if it's a series of Zoom links, there's nothing wrong with it, but actually being able to have the platform, the little hub where you can go and say hi to people, you can actually check them out and do that kind of networking. I think is going to be a massive competitive advantage, both for the platforms that host things like Hopin and AirMeet again, which we're going to use, has a similar functionalities. Uh, but also for you as an attendee, it takes a bit of time because you actually have to like, just kind of like ju- jump in and have a look. But I think that's where online events are going on a scale of conferences and kind of ways to actually get people to show up because otherwise, why would you show up to another webinar? I don't know if you feel the same. I know, yeah. I feel like we're now seeing this new kind of, I don't want to call it a trend as such, but people are taking these online conferences to the next level and making it more interesting. I think they have to, because like you say, if it's just a Zoom link or it's just like a you know, traditional style webinar, it now feels a little bit like, ah, oh, like we've all done that so much over the last year and a half. So having the, like as much interaction as possible, or the at least the opportunity to, like you say, if you want to chat to other people who are popping up is really, really good. And I think it does make it feel more like worth your time and probably kind of subconsciously you'll start paying attention more as well because it's like oh yeah I want to you know if if I want to be able to jump in the conversation I need to listen to what they're talking about I know I did catch a tiny a a smidge a smidge of TikTok world um I do need to catch up but they had a really nice I don't know what you would call it like interface so you kind of log in and then they had a world that you could click on different areas to see like the schedule or edit your profile or go in and watch the talk and i thought this is really simple like it's not necessary but it does make a big difference and does make you feel like ah this is good this is actually an experience rather than just watching like what feels like replays you know which can get a little bit tedious i think after the last year (laughs) i agree and actually you made an excellent point is almost like upgrading the experience around it and I can definitely see I can definitely see that happening as well for for everywhere so as I mentioned hey summit is another great uh, platform Um, I'm going to put the link to both of them in the show notes I'm going to now usually again usually we don't talk about a lot of extra platforms so I'd love to write it down but today I am because I want to put them in the show notes and a summit is great as well but I find that again at time of recording there might change but because of, again, as I said, hopping is a good option, um, but I definitely recommend AirMeet because we work with them closely. So I know their changes they're doing. The experience is so good. And obviously, even if you back at any point with your, we obviously with, with your company and stuff, you guys want to do something. The Even Hey Summit, which was a great opportunity, by the way, it has, it has great potential, but it's still very geared towards almost the speaker experience and just having, you know, the hybrid element of live, non-live, it's not bad, but the attendees that their journey is very passive. And I think that is where even a summit, which is good, is still probably going to start losing its traction compared to everything else. Because in the experience, and I was listening to other podcasts like Pat Flynn's podcast, actually, as well. And they were talking about pivoting and like changing launches and was talking about the community experience. And I think even the community experience, even for a short period of time, like an event, 
people want to feel like they are actively involved in it a bit more. Uh, I know that we're going off on a tangent. We'll, we'll cover news, guys. Don't you worry. But I thought it was important to say because I think this is overall where I think the online world is going to go when it comes to encouraging people to still show up online. And this is going to be big for anyone, even marketers like ourselves, talking and listening to this. And I found it really fascinating what you said there that just really caught your eye, just experience from TikTok world. And I think we'll see it even from the normal webinars you're going to do is a big new experiential wave, which I think is going to affect so much the way that we interact online. Yes, I think it's important as well, because now we're so used to multitasking, I feel like, like before the pandemic, it was you make a big like effort to either go to a conference in real life or if there was a webinar I think I was probably more likely to actually give it my full attention because it was I guess a bit more of a novelty and now any of these online events I'm probably it's not the best thing to do but I'll just try and keep like working whilst I'm watching so I'll shove it onto like a different screen and be listening and I'm like mm. But actually, ones where they're using these platforms, which make it, yeah, more of an experience. I'm like, oh, no, I will stop. Like, I'll come back to my work if, if I can later because I want to watch this because it is it's just more feels. I was going to say not like real life because it's still not. But it's that level of like commitment, I think, as an attendee that you're like, oh, no, I will actually give this a proper shot you know like i'm invested now rather than half listening half sort of looking half actually typing away on my like google doc or whatever so yeah um i like i like these new not really new but like more immersive experiences and the reason actually there's a good segue to one of the things that's happening which is the pinterest creators festival and that's kind of what i'm wondering whether that's what they're going to do like, you know, that's kind of more immersive experience. Uh, we're going to put the link again in case somebody wants to join that one too. We, I did join the Pinterest Create Workshop, which is actually mainly UK-based. So in the All Marketing Pro, we will quickly chat about some of the things that I learned from this month because I think it was really interesting. And if I do join the festival, I like how like, Beck and I are becoming like, we're booking ourselves into different things to tell each other what's going on. But obviously we will do also wrap up in the pro about the festival if I do join that, because it will be nice. I'm just going to check when it is again, because I saw that it's really hard because again, the good thing is that you can always watch it. I think it's like next month, which means probably at some point in October, I'm sensing. Yeah, 20th, oh, 20th of October. All right. And they're going to try to make it local time for different like ideas. But I know that the Creator Festival is going to be already from what the chat was from the workshop I attended a lot about Pinterest idea pins and I think really taking the time to understand how they work is going to be a big part of the strategy for people and what I love is that one of the things that came out from the workshop which I'm going more in depth into the pro episode is that they really focus on what the consumer wants, like the trends. I see sometimes they talk about it on LinkedIn, but it's very editorial, more like on, on a deeper level. Twitter, there's usually like what's trending. Whereas with Pinterest, you can really see they try to translate it into how can you make it work for you even more. LinkedIn kind of does an all right job. It encourages you to join the conversation, but Pinterest does it even more. And you can really see how they're translating any trend into, this is how you can turn into an idea pin. This is how I can turn into something. And I think if marketers actually paid a bit of attention to that, it can save you a lot of time and it can also give you so many ideas that even I am kind of looking to explore. So 
I think is going to be an interesting one, uh, depending on how they structure it. And also we'd love to see if they take a leaf out of everybody else's book and trying to make it more of an immersive experience as well. Yes, I'm excited. I, I am. I feel like you're the Pinterest queen and I love hearing about all these updates and I'm excited what they're going to say in October because I, I just feel like Pinterest are very savvy. They know, like, I, I just feel like confident in whatever updates they're making. I'm like, yeah, you guys know what you're doing. You know, like there's, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I'm, I'm, I'm invested, very invested. <laughs> And also think is a bit like TikTok. Like if you look at the branding, I was just looking at the branding on the festival. So anybody, again, I'm going to put that in the show notes too. Today's show notes galore. Um, so you can see the actual landing page. It's a bit like TikTok. I think they really know how to speak to their audience. And I think they they are actually, again, last thing I'm going to say about the workshop is that they talk about 2021 being the year of the creator. So really focusing on their creators. And you can see that from the design and from everything. So I think... Pinterest is almost trying to first educate their creators and kind of spotlight them and give them the resources they need. And I think 2021, in a way, for them has been the year of figuring things out, clarifying. And I'm hoping also for them, because as you say, I do love Pinterest. 2022 might be their year of growth, because I was looking at the news and I want to hear your opinion, and I know you're excited, that TikTok reached how many users? Becca, tell me again. A billion. Yes active as well so it's not like facebook when it's like there's millions of people that don't give a damn anymore and i think i want to hear your opinion now obviously but i can see how pinterest is almost right now it's kind of doing the groundwork to potentially reach that and almost re reshape the experience with you know with a new way that the pins are going to look and the kind of like takeover of the vertical i think pinterest is kind of gearing up towards something a bit like linkedin has been and I'm hoping that I can see both of them, both LinkedIn and Pinterest, I'm kind of rooting for them to then have that same growth and spur that TikTok has been having. But tell me a bit more about the numbers and what that means and, you know, how do you think that's going to actually progress? Because, you know, billion is a lot. And do you think it's going to keep off growing and growing? Do you think we are getting the launch pad for that? I'm oh, fab, honestly. I was so, like, happy and excited when this came out and that they've got a billion users because I I obviously harp on about TikTok quite a lot, quite frequently. And something that people always, not always, but sometimes with clients or people who are a bit skeptical of the app, they're like, mm, well, my audience isn't on TikTok, like very kind of dismissive of the platform. Um, and it's like, no, no, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> and so I'm very happy. And I think this growth, is an indication of several several different things. So the level of engagement that users have. So as you said, these aren't just people who have signed up and then never opened the app. These are active users. And TikTok's such an immersive platform, like I could talk about that all day. Um, and so if if you can think I always say if you can think of a niche or you know whatever your topic is or whatever your keyword is, if you can think of it it will be on TikTok. And now we've hit this milestone, I think that just shows that there is such kind of potential on TikTok for you to, you know, for creators, for brands to utilize that. And they're active, they're so engaged. And that's something that I've continued to see, especially this year as they've started developing their um, TikTok ads more and more, 
the campaigns that I've worked on, I see so much more when it comes to engagement rate and click-through rate and everything, and it's cheaper than other platforms as well. Now I'm very excited about this. I'm, I'm like, yes, this gives me more ammunition to like get people into my TikTok cult because that's what oh. I feel like sometimes. Yeah. So go on. I was going to say, when you start asking people to do a like to, to have a ball cut and kind of like, you know, start wearing all the same suits, that's where I'm going to start taking it to one side and be like, Becca, we got a problem now. Oh. <laughs> oh, but I, I think that TikTok is kind of going to allow Pinterest to come through as well, as you were saying. So something that you'll see quite often on TikTok are like the trends coming through. And sometimes they might just be around like a piece of music, which is going viral. And it's like accompanied by a dance routine or something like that. But then a lot of the trends are also focused around products or crafts or like DIY, especially because another thing about the audience is that it's huge now, it's reached this billion people mark. It is primarily still with the younger audiences, but it is diversifying across all the different age groups. So that's something to consider as well. But one thing that I've seen a lot of this year in particular are like little craft trends, like beaded necklaces. Like I got on that hype train at one point because of TikTok, making your own clothes or customizing clothes, tying into like the sustainability angle, all these little pockets of inspiration. And what I've seen is these trends will kind of develop on TikTok. People will show them, people will do like DIYs, tutorials, blah, blah, blah. And then actually lots of people jump over to Pinterest because they're like, I've seen that on TikTok, but I want more inspiration of how to make my own or more tutorials, or they want to see all the different, like going back to the beaded necklaces, like what can they use them for, you know? And there's all these things. So I think, I, I hope, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see if there's like rivalry between the platforms, but I kind of think that they could work together quite well because I feel like their user base kind of see it on TikTok and then go to Pinterest for like research and actually making the thing or doing their own version of it. So I think hopefully this is going to tie together quite nicely and based on their audiences, this would hopefully give Pinterest that kind of acceleration as well in 2022, maybe with younger audiences as well. That's what I think is going to happen. I'm loving this. And now I'm going to put my uh, conspiracy theory or, or almost like clairvoyant. I love that word, clairvoyant hat on, which if you don't know what clairvoyant is, is the little person that looks at the future and says, hmm, I blame, by the way, the second coffee that I had today, which is a strength 13 in my Lavazza pods. So in case you're wondering what this what you just said spurred yeah. a question plus a thought. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know Becca. It's, this is going to go wild really quickly. I'll tell you my thought and where it's coming from. And then I'm going to pose a question for all of us. Because I'm going to go, I'm going to go clairvoyant and conspiracy theory and crazy straight. So there's loads of hats. Basically, I'm wearing 17 hats right now. So first, this comes from what you just said. So what we all listen to right now, but also something that I did, which is super interesting, by the way, if you want to understand users' behavior without being asked to do a survey yourself, especially on Instagram, if you're lucky enough to go into somebody else's story and everybody's asking, what do you want to see more of? I started answering the questions so that I could see what other people were saying from, you know, from their audience. So it's a good way for me to see. So this is what I've learned from doing two different people, obviously, by the way. 
they're not necessarily my target audience. Uh, one of them is an Italian guy that I follow, which I love because he's so funny and it's completely random and it's not what I do. But still, it's interesting to see what a big, massive, like two million people audience would respond to him and also another lady that I follow as well who does makeup. So these are a couple of things that came for both of them being completely different niches and potentially different audiences. People are, yes, interested in reels, but almost as a way as a sneak peek for things. So it's not necessarily, so there has to be something that is almost like exciting around that. People don't give a damn about feed posts as much anymore. People are, again, this is something that we talked about before, but I think before it was more like an afterthought or something that kind of was nice. Stories. Stories is really where things are at right now. This is what people really make time for. And they will only look at feed stuff if they actually see, oh, it pops up in the story. So I might actually check what this is about. And when there were, there were a lot of questions, but one of them was super interesting when they were asked whether they would, you know, bother actually going into the feed and scroll through. Most people said no. So I'm going to be now the contentious one. I'm going to be again. That's why I'm wearing so many hats after what you said. Is this really the demise of the gram? Are we actually starting to see that? Uh, is this Bab and Becca seeing the beginning of the end? And it doesn't mean that it's going to be gone, but I'm going to put it as a, as a Twitter. It's like, it's there. People are using it, but is it going to be the super users are going to be still on Instagram, like, you know, Mm-hmm. forever proud and forever loyal and is everybody else starting to diversify is everybody else starting to be like actually no oh. take this mental like 13 strength pot coffee thought I, yeah I, I need a coffee to like deconstruct this um you're making sense by the way because i know no, that again it is, it is i just i'm just i'm shook i'm shook Okay, um, that's where we're at on uh, the, the, this morning. Wow. Okay, so I think no, I think you could be onto something here because I was thinking about this morning when I first woke up. I did the thing that you're not really supposed to do, which was pick up my phone and start scrolling because I was like, I don't want to get up yet. And I opened Instagram and I went straight to stories because I was like, well, I don't really care about the feed posts. Like, I feel like I'm getting to a point. And I don't know whether this is like my attention span or maybe this is how you're using Instagram and how others are using Instagram. But if the first photo on the, the feed doesn't grab me, that's it. I'm like, oh, I can't bother to scroll. I'll just go straight to stories. Sometimes like if it's some like a creator that I am invested in, I feel like I've said that word too many times this episode, but something new, something that I'm like, oh yeah, then I maybe will scroll a bit. But then again, it's like, as soon as I hit the first one that I'm not that bothered about, I'm like, yeah, back to stories. But I do, yeah, and I don't bother watching reels. It's really bad, isn't it? But I think you're right as well. Reels just seem like a bit of an afterthought still. It's like nobody's nobody's like, oh, I'm going to go on to, uh, Instagram to watch reels right now. It's like they'll go on to TikTok to watch those kind of videos there. They don't use Instagram for that. So maybe Instagram will just like mutate into just, just storygram. Storygram? Does that exist i feel like that's already an app some ideas yeah <laughs> but <clears throat> i think i think maybe you have seen into the future because if all of these users are on tiktok they're active i know some fun facts actually about how long users spend on tiktok so i think yeah the average time i did uh spoke about this in a recent talk that people in the uk spend on tiktok is like 52 minutes a day 
just a lot of time time and so that's 52 minutes the instagram don't have them for mine was a lot higher but we don't need to talk about that right now so maybe this is the beginning of the end oh my god i'm shook <laughs> by the way i'm gonna the last thing i want to talk about today is just clubhouse because it made me lol what i've what i've seen about clubhouse so I, i'm not saying that instagram at least for me i don't think it's gonna go into the next clubhouse don't get me wrong and i think it's gonna be like wah, but i feel it's gonna be like you know you're gonna almost before everybody could reach everyone and you could kind of get a lot of discoverability now i'm wondering whether instagram is going to become for the super fans you know people that really want to follow you and you have to actually have to create more of that personal connection within that and if that's what people are want to be wanting to see like the, the fun the levity the inspiration the little memes you know i think that was before was kind of nice but now it's kind of what people want you know they will go back to you because they know they can rely on some things and that means that you know really you need to start learning how to make use of some of the powerful features that before were nice so i don't know i'm gonna i think it's gonna be very telling the next four months but i always said like differentiate and understand like you know how the digital world is evolving and i always felt that was the way but for example i feel like especially as a brand has creative impact which is one of my brands we're focusing a lot more now on really nurturing and supporting our internal community because that's a big product that we have and i can see how that's going to be reflected on the outwards marketing we're going to do because that's really where you have a lot of power in like getting to know your people even if it's like 100 people really well and then you know talking to them if you have those super fans that will kind of like have a ripple effect wherever you are whether it's through to linkedin or whatever that's where i'm putting it but before we close clubhouse lol just lol i mean i read I read a couple of things they're doing and I just, I don't know, Beck, I don't know how I feel like I was reading, first of all, there's potentially a tool called audio clips, which could be interesting, but I'm still like, do we need this? And also the wave. What? Mm? Did you read through this? I, I, I did. And I was like, oh, yay. Like, oh, it feels harsh, but... Audio clips, they've not really talked about that too much yet. I think maybe it depends how high-tech it is. Like, yeah. if it's, oh, you can see a transcript of your whole thing, pitch, pick, pitch, pick which bit, and then it has, like, you know, it makes a nice little video for you with a, with subtitles, then I'd be like, oh, that could be really, really helpful and speed up, like, the process of repurposing content for people quite a lot. But I feel like it might not be like that. Like it might just be like here's a 30 second chunk of sound now you have to go and do things to it fair like we'll see we'll see what happens because we don't know yet as for the wave i was like this isn't as new i feel like as they're kind of trying to make out because you can ping people i'm sure you must have been pinged i've just been pinged by slack i do apologize um and I ignore the pings, like not that I get them anywhere near as often now because Clubhouse, like none of the people that I previously spoke to on Clubhouse are using it. But that would just become noise as a notification. Mm. Even if it's from your friend saying, hey, I'm on, I'm on Clubhouse. I've just started a room. Oh, let's start a spontaneous room. I'd kind of be like, no. <laughs> or I just wouldn't even register that it was a different type of Clubhouse notification. Because I think now, most clubhouse notifications I get, I'm, I just sort of dismiss. 
I did end up in a room the other day without realizing <laughs> I was getting out of my car and I had my phone in my hand and when I got to where was I going I think I was going to pay for like petrol or something when I got to the till I looked down and I was in a clubhouse room and I was like oh no oh no and I, I just exited as quickly as I could possibly could like, what was it going to be a thing clubhouse bombing <laughs> can you imagine but you know what that's exactly what I was thinking and I know we're closing this episode on a lull but it's just a case of again I think is, is a theme throughout this episode. There are some platforms that are understanding where they're going. Some others like Twitter, that whichever is often we talk about because they keep doing new things. There was new, more new stuff this week, but it's hard to keep up. So we'll definitely get back to that in the coming weeks. But because I think Twitter is still trying to find its space and you can see that even if Pinterest and LinkedIn don't have the massive growth of TikTok, I think they're both about starting to understand their place and who are their super users almost. And that's what they're going to bank on. Whereas even things like, um, you know, Clubhouse, yeah, I'm glad that there's like hundreds of rooms started because some people actually think use it, use it in a very conscious way for themselves. But just like I don't want people to poke me on Facebook. I mean, if you're the generation of, of the poke on Facebook, you'll know what I'm talking about. Hello, old chaps. For everybody else, they're like, what is poke? You don't want to know. But it's similar to the idea of a way of a ping, you know. I even felt bad pinging people for my clubhouse rooms when I had them. So I don't know if I would want to rehash that feeling by doing it again. So it's just interesting. And I feel a bit bad again because you're a new platform trying to kind of reach out and rise. But let's be honest, the platforms that really are working have had such a massive growth and continuous growth for such a long time that now have the manpower to do these things. And then the power to pivot and sometimes fail like Twitter has done with some things and still keep going. And I'm not sure if Clubhouse has had enough growth and enough good pedigree to be able to do that. So I think it's going to be interesting to see where that goes and how it develops, kids. Now, that was today. There was quite a lot. We covered a lot in a very short period of time. So I hope we gave you some food for thought. I want to hear your thoughts. If you have them, obviously, you can ping us, eh, not poke us, at Alt Marketing School on Instagram, Alt Mark School on Twitter. Or you can uh, share the love with me at Fab Giovanetti everywhere. What about you, Becca, again? At Becca Social. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.